Hello and welcome again to Saving Faith. I'm your host, Eric Sintel, and in this episode, I just want to, well, first, I want to apologize for uh, falling a little bit behind in the last few weeks. Uh, I've had some technical issues with my computer. I've had uh, a lot going on with my work, my day job. Uh, So thank you for your patience. My last couple episodes, I focused on this idea of reconstructing faith after deconstructing it. Um, I've talked about finding your core belief. What is it that you really hold on to when you believe about, when you think about your faith or when you think about God? You know, what's that thing that helps you to uh, have faith no matter what? I also talked about experience of the supernatural and how we all have some knowledge of or experience of things that are beyond what a physical explanation, you know, whether that is how we love others or uh, an ex- profound fear um, of a, in a given experience. And in this episode, I want to talk about the example that other people can set for our faith. So in the early uh, days of Christianity, And within the first couple centuries of Christianity, there was this awful plague throughout the Roman Empire. Um, It was, you know, it made COVID-19 look like the regular cold. Um, Whereas this plague was probably measles, maybe smallpox, but it was killing a lot of people throughout the Roman Empire. Most of the pagan Romans... Uh, fled from the plague. They, if they could afford to leave the city or cities and population centers, they did. And they hid out at their country estates or their villas. If they could not afford to leave the population centers, then they would at the very least try to stay far away from anyone who had contracted the plague and, uh, and who was potentially infectious. But Christians, in contrast, uh, took it upon themselves to care for the the sick and the ill who couldn't fend for themselves. And so this assumed obligation toward other people, even at the risk of their own health and their own lives, made such a huge impact on Roman society and culture and perception of Christians and Christianity that that's when people started to say, I think I want what they have. I want that kind of faith. I want that kind of God. I want that kind of approach to life. Um, And I want a community that will come around me when I need help like this. So that's when Christianity really started to take flight and really started to spread, pun intended, like the plague throughout the Roman Empire. And a couple centuries later, with the uh, with Constantine, Christianity becomes one of the official religions of the Roman Empire. It you know, enjoys equal protection along with the cult of Jupiter and Saturn and all of the other pagan gods. And then about a century after that, it becomes the official religion of the Roman Empire. And then the pagan religions are outlawed. And so there's a complete reversal of fortunes for Christianity, arguably starting with the example of faith set by those early Christians in caring for the sick and the poor and their neighbors, even at the risk to their own lives and health and well-being. 
And so I think that we, most of us who believe in God or you know follow Jesus, we have some example or number of examples that we can point to, that we can say, you know, the way that that person lives his or her life inspires me to follow Jesus. Because if that's, if they're that happy, that fulfilled, that content, that purposeful, that admirable, um, then I want what they have. I want to participate in that. Oh, and they follow Jesus. Well, maybe I should follow Jesus too. And for me, this has been helpful in reconstructing faith because it kind of helps remind me of the practical applications, the the way that my faith should inform my day-to-day life and actions and existence. Um, the couple examples that really stand out for me, one would be my great-grandfather. Um, you know, so he's this very, very old man. <laughs> you know, he was elderly before I was even old enough to remember him, you know, and, uh, but he died when I was about 20, 21, 21. And, you know, he was 87 years old at the time. Um, my grandmother, great grandmother lived on for a few more years and, uh, they were such a funny couple because no matter what my grandpa said, uh, she would have something to comment on about it. You know, he, he could say virtually anything, tell any kind of story, and uh, or even he would just be talking to it, to me and my, my cousin or my sisters when we go to visit. And, and she would have some kind of comment to the effect of, that's not right, or that's not how it happened, or, you know, James, these young people don't want to hear you going on. You know, she just always had some kind of negative kind of hostile comment spoken in a very, a fairly hostile tone of voice. And somehow he had uh, inexhaustible patience. He never took offense. He never got frustrated. He never got irritated. He, he would just reply like, well, that might be, that might be, or you're probably right. And he'd just, you know, continue on with the story or he would change subjects or shift gears or something. He, he was just, it was just a really remarkable example of loving kindness and patience. And, and I want that in my life. And I'm so far away, light years away from ever getting close to it. Um, but it's still this example for me that I can aspire to. And it's, Maybe more importantly, it's an example of how knowing God and following Jesus can be so powerful for someone's life. You know, I've seen the practical impact in relationships and day-to-day living that a relationship with Jesus, like my great-grandfather's relationship with Jesus, can have on a person's life. And that is inspiring. That makes me want to persist in following Jesus myself. Another example would be this man at um, an old former church that my wife Jessica and I used to attend prior to moving away from that area. Uh, this was in Northern Virginia at a, in a church there called The Journey. Um, it's part of a non-denominational network of churches. And um, this guy, Pete Becker, was just so on fire for Jesus, just 
joyful all the time. And he just talked with an energy and a passion about whether it was about religion or about uh, getting something to drink at Starbucks. I mean, he just had such passion and enthusiasm for life. Um, one Sunday morning, the pastor couldn't preach for whatever reason, he was out of town or something. And I guess it was somewhat last minute because they didn't have anyone else lined up to preach. Well, Pete gets up and he shares his testimony. And Pete, by the way, was a guy who poured his life into this church. You know, he was kind of the driving force behind um, changing that church's approach to ministry and updating a lot of the church's uh, worship and practices to try to reach more people um, and for Christ and also, you know, to grow the church and to keep it going uh, sustainably. And so Pete gets up and shares his testimony and describes, you know, his ill-spent youth and the way that he um, basically said to God, you know, if you will take this away from me, all the stress, all the anxiety, all the demons haunting me, all, all the consequences of my awful choices up till now, um, I will, you know, if you'll take this addiction to alcohol and drugs away from me, I will follow you. And he f said in his testimony that he felt a physical sensation of like cold water pouring from the top of his head throughout the rest of his body. And from that moment on, he felt changed and he no longer had the addictions that he had. He no longer had the demons that had haunted him. So seeing his joy and his passion and his just enthusiasm for life and hearing him connect that to his faith and his uh, following of Jesus, that's another inspiration for me. Uh, again, I'm light years from ever getting to anywhere near that place that Pete seemed to be in, but I see what's possible. I see what is um, what can be, and that's inspiring, and that helps me to want to continue to follow Jesus because I want that too. I want what these people have. And so I think that 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 these are really important ways that we can reconstruct our faith because we start questioning what we believe, why we believe it, and then we start to decide, well, I still believe A, B, and C for these reasons. I don't know about X, Y, and Z anymore for these other reasons. Well, in that disorienting process and in that somewhat confusing process, um, you can possibly deconstruct yourself out of faith you know i'm not going to pretend that that doesn't happen sometimes but i think ideally and hap more happily we can reconstruct a stronger faith because we have more confidence and firmness in what we do believe and like i've talked about before that core belief that no matter what you can go back to that or turn back to that and say well that's pretty unshakable that's important experience of the supernatural, whether direct or indirect, I think is important because it opens us up to um, the divine and the spiritual. But also just seeing the impact that the divine and the spiritual can have on people's lives is so inspiring, so powerful, and it's a good motivation and reason to persist yourself in your own faith, particularly when you can 
really see the clear impact and application in day-to-day life and how people behave and act, the choices they make, and the love and wisdom and enthusiasm with which they live life. So if you know people like that, let me know. Um, you can should be able to make comments, uh, leave comments or make reviews and include you know those inspiring people in your reviews and comments wherever you listen to this podcast. Um, you can post to Facebook or X slash Twitter or Instagram or wherever you post and uh, with a link to this episode and mention the inspiring people that help sustain your faith and help you to persist in following Jesus despite whatever challenges may come. And if you would do that, that would be so greatly appreciated because I think that would really help others to discover the podcast and maybe to decide they want what we're talking about. Uh, They want some of this for themselves too. So thank you as always for listening and God bless.